Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I happen to be Dan Day. I will be your guide through this next hour as we run back that great audio for you, and we got plenty of it for you. Not to mention it is a Miami Monday kind of tailor of the show, a little extra Miami to help you get over what is usually the worst day of the week. We're going to make the most of it, going to have a Miami artist play us some music, here and there. Also, the Joe Rose Show talking to a Miami man, Dolphin Great, and maybe one day Hall of Famer, Zach Thomas. Also, the Dan Levitard Show talking to my man, Mike Leach. He's the coach of Mississippi State now. That pirate really, really speaks my language. And Hawk and Crowder going to delve into the whole sad Kobe Bryant situation. Kind of just give a moment there to reflect. Love the ones you have. Very, very nice. Let's get into some headlines right now. In wake of Kobe Bryant's death, several NBA teams took a voluntary 24-second shot clock violation yesterday. The Heat are at home tonight against Orlando. Tip is at 7.30. The Chiefs and 49ers landed in Miami yesterday in preparation for the Super Bowl. Kickoff is Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Basketball returns to the Watco Center tomorrow night when the Canes take on Virginia Tech. Pre-game starts here at 7.30. The AFC down the NFC 38-33 in the Pro Bowl yesterday. Baltimore's Lamar Jackson and Jacksonville's Kaye Campbell won MVP. Over the weekend, 15-year-old Delray Beach native Coco Goff was bounced from the Australian Open in the fourth round by Sophia Kennan. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. Arizona man has been cited for using a skeleton as a passenger in order to ride in the carpool lane. Should have done it like Larry David and just hired a hooker. A mechanical failure at a winery in California caused a leak that filled a river with Cabernet Savion. I know where I want to go swimming. A Washington State.dotd webcam recently caught a glimpse of what could be Bigfoot. Supposedly he was on his way to Santa Claus's house. Now on the weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for a chance of rain with temperatures in the high 60s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for details. It is Super Bowl week. All the guys are out at Radio Row except for me. I don't know what that says about them. I don't know what that says about me. Nonetheless, Joe Rose Show in the mornings. They get you going, and they really got you going this morning. Kicking off Super Bowl week right with Dolphins great and hopefully soon to be elected to the NFL Hall of Fame. Zach Thomas, what they talk about? Well, where's he been? Kind of quiet lately. What does he do when he has to watch Dolphins football games? Is he going, oh, or is he going, oh, on his Hall of Fame nomination? And an ode to the coach. 
Jimmy Johnson. Where the heck have you been, man? You, you, you're you on my all three disappearing, all-time disappearing acts I, I've ever seen. You really got away from everything, and, and I'm always wondering why with so much to offer. Everybody wonders why. You know how much I love the game, and, and to be part of the game for 28 years, it was tough to turn the page my first couple of years. And so I just removed myself just so it doesn't trigger uh, all that. You know you miss the locker room, Joe, and, and yeah. you get a little bit of it now where you're still involved. But uh, for me, there's nothing that replaces the game of football in that locker room. And when you do it for 28 years, that's why so many guys have issues after football moving on. And so it helps me to remove myself and just be a fan of the Dolphins, just sit back and listen to your show and and just be a fan and just try to be a dad at home and uh, do a couple other things to keep myself busy to have some some kind of purpose but uh you know I, I love just sitting back there's there's uh but i do miss the game so much i would love to be involved uh, as a coach but uh right now um yeah you know i don't have time for all that there's too much commitment I, I always wonder because you put so much time in everybody's been around you said nobody studied more nobody took the game home more at night and early in the morning to study other stuff than you did how hard was it when it finally came to an end to just go cold turkey on the game i can't even imagine how hard the first or second year had to be that that was hard um i was a film junkie and i loved to yeah i took it home with me my everything i my whole life was just football you know and uh, to be good you just got to be focused on one thing man and, and i got the best out of myself because as you said earlier that i wasn't the biggest guy i wasn't the fastest the strongest none of that i wasn't even the smartest it was just that i love the game so much it gave so much to me that's why i'm with these whole awards and everything uh, it doesn't owe me anything man it gave me purpose it gave me family it gave me wealth man it's just ridiculous for me to sit here and try to campaign for myself uh, to try to make it to the Hall of Fame. But just to be in the conversation, I already won, man. To be there with these 14 other greats, like I said, man, it's, it's humbling. Zach, is it tough to watch football now, especially the Dolphins? And not, you know, because, you know, obviously we know you don't talk a lot when it comes to the media. You don't run around and, and you know, say something good or bad about the team. But is it tough for you to kind of watch because you, you, you want to be kind of out there? You want to, you know, like, I, I can't even imagine. I talk to Joe all the time about the fact that he's now in sports radio and he was playing football. But like you said, you just kind of, you know, you know fell off the kind of map a little bit. But it, is it still easy to watch football or not easy at all? No, it's very easy. I'm not in the uh, the meeting rooms. I don't I don't get the end zone version. I don't get the sideline version. None of the stuff. But I love watching the game. I, I love the game of football. So if I'm sitting at home, nobody loves to watch it with me because I'm stopping and rewinding almost every play and trying to figure out why <laughs> why this linebacker was aligned here. A- I mean, it takes for a good three hour game. It takes about five hours for me when I'm watching my Dolphins. So, but I love to be by myself in my theater and I just sit there with the remote and go back and forth and i mean the transition was tough man it really still still is like even when i go back to camp or or just even getting back to a game it just kind of triggers some things but uh but yeah man it's, it's good let me ask you this since you've been named a finalist what's it been like for you to be this close don't tell me you haven't thought about this a few times huh it's had it had to be a little crazy everybody around you now you know what every year when i'm nominated even if i get to the semifinals you know my family blows up my phone 
And uh, But I give them one rule, you know, when, when I don't make it to the finals, don't be blowing up my phone and, <laughs> you know, and venting and all that because, you know, they love me. So, you know, if I'm going to yeah. make it, I, if I deserve to make it, I'll make it. Plain and simple. But the rest is all ego. You know, it's not It's not something for me, when I look at it, when I was eight years old, I just wanted to play in the NFL one year at the time and to play 13 years. You know, when I look back at it, I would have made a deal with the devil to play one year, you know, back then. Yeah. And now I'm 13 seasons. And to be on the bubble of the Hall of Fame, even if I don't ever get in, man, it's it's huge for what I overcome because I was a small town kid. I had to get lucky along the way. I was doubted every level from high school, really got two, you know, I was all state in high school twice, and but I only got two offers to college. I was two time all American in college, but only got, I was a fifth rounder, 154th pick, 17 linebackers went ahead of me. And that was my motivation right there. I used to know every linebacker <laughs> that I would read before games sometimes, every linebacker that went ahead of me early in my career. Then I would find other things to motivate myself, but I was doubted the whole way, but I had to get luck. I had to get lucky with a Jimmy Johnson as a coach to trust a small linebacker in his uh, scheme, but it was the perfect scheme for me. And then also put talent around me to, uh, get the best out of my play because y'all know it. That's you, Joe, the individual award team game, man. You're only as good as the talent around you. And we had some talent. Tim Bowens and Daryl Gardner, Trace Armstrong and JT. I mean, I could name so many guys, and that that was were good days, man. Those were fun. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you're you're not kidding, and you always you do the best job of making sure. And it is a team sport, and I'm with you, Zach. But of always mentioning all those guys that you play with on that great defense that was, in some ways, wasted because the offense just wasn't good enough, and you guys won a lot of low-scoring games. But Pat and Sam on the outside, it seemed like we always had uh, great safety play. That had to be really fun to play with that group that uh, that Jimmy help put together you know what jimmy just retired too early so like you know his drafts i mean especially on the defensive side we stacked up and we rode those drafts for a while even after he retired but yeah man it was at times it was a mindset thing you had to keep the guys focused not on the score because you know at that time sometimes Wanstead would be like hey guys it's okay to punt be like no it's not okay to punt man. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and so and well, they kind of used our defense against us, and a lot of times it wore on us. And so I had to try to keep the guys together because we were good, and we played for each other, and that was the, the number one thing. I wouldn't trade that group for anybody. We played well together, and it was fun kicking people's butt. Too bad that, that we never got to the championship. I'm glad you brought that up. I can't remember how many times I would hear somebody go, hey, punting's okay, punting back up here, defense get one more stop, we're up three. Hey, defense, we're up two. We're up five. What was that like knowing by the play calling the offense had? Like, hey, man, they're playing field position. Hey, Zach, you and Jason, the guys, go get one more stop. That's got to be tough. I mean, it's tough mentally. I mean, it's a whole mindset game. And so that's one thing that you never want your guys when you come to the sideline and you're just grabbing your water and they're already calling the punt team. Because if you worry about the other side, then it's going to affect you on defense. 
And so, yes, it, it definitely at times it warned us, and, and, and we broke down at times too on defense. And it's a team game, like I said, and and the best defense is a good offense running the clock. And so that's why I feel like San Francisco has a good shot. Kansas City, even though they got the best in the game with Mahomes, is if they can go out there and run the clock like the uh, Patriots did at Kansas City last year and control it, man, they can win this game. You know. Zach, you brought up uh, Jimmy Johnson before. Uh, did you, I'm sure by now you've seen the video of when they came and surprised him and told him about the Hall of Fame and his genuine kind of, you know, tearing up, and he was very emotional about that whole thing. You had to see that and, and get a good smile out of that, seeing Jimmy get inducted and, and, and kind of his response from hearing it. Zach, man, let me tell you, I saw it live, and I was when I saw David Baker walk out, man, I just started crying. Tearing up now with that because I love that guy. You know, he gave uh, me everything, man. You know, it wasn't just, just by drafting me, just the opportunity. You know I'm a cry, Joe, so you already... <laughs> That's all right. Back. I'm good. I'm good. No, no, no. But, uh, I, he got me, too. That was a great moment. Right. That was that was great and had to be for you. Yep. Oh, my God. It was awesome because the guy deserves it. What he did, and he wasn't just a great talent evaluator, man. He was a motivator, too. Some of the best speeches... You know, I wrote down almost every speech, especially early on. Um, he was the best at it. And uh, he didn't really have to say anything to me. He just gave me that look. I'm like, oh, man, I need to pick it up. So he was the best in the business, man. I, if I don't even make it to Canton, I'll be to Canton this year anyway. So I'm going out for that. Hey, Zach, the other thing is, what was it like that year when he named you the first starter on that whole team and replaced a veteran linebacker that he thought was going to be the starter till you came in? And he goes, that guy, he told the story the other day, that guy got got to play right away. What was that like to, to know it was going to happen so fast for you in your first year? Man, it's, it's surreal when I look back at it. I remember calling my parents, and uh, they were excited. But I just knew that once I got that opportunity, that's all I wanted. And I wasn't going to give it up. You know, even before the first game, I knew I have this, man. Don't let it go. Don't ever take the game for granted. And that's when I really got into the film study, um, living and dying football, man. But I just appreciate the opportunity for it because a lot of guys don't get lucky like that. You know, I could have went anywhere else and gone into a 3-4 system, another different type of, you know, scheme with pluggers back then when I wasn't a plugger guy I landed perfectly man even though they had me in here for special teams and and, uh so I'm just so happy that he would do that especially early on as for a rookie to step in Jack Del Rio is a veteran great player man so. Zach, it's been great talking to you, man. Right. Can't uh, can't thank you enough. I got a chance to talk to you a little bit off the on the on the phone the other night. And uh, good luck the rest of this week, man. We're going to leave you alone. Hopefully, we get uh, together get some great news from you, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir, Joe. All right, Zach. Love you guys, See you, man. Buddy. See you, buddy. You See take you care. Week. Telling you, Zach. Thomas one day going to get into the NFL Hall of Fame. Maybe not this year, although it would be very nice with the Super Bowl here in Miami and then making the announcement this coming Saturday, but one day. Of course, you can listen to the podcast for the Joe Rose Show, the podcast for this show, or any of the shows on this radio station by going to WQAM.com. You can also go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free or the Radio.com app, which is absolutely free to download. Now, you may be saying, with everything that's going on in the world, Kobe Bryant, why didn't you lead with that? Well, I figure we've carried the coverage throughout the day. Let's take a quick little break. Later in the show, Hawk and Crowder going to get into the whole Kobe situation. Very sad. At the same time, celebrating his life. But next, Dan Lebitard is talking to my man, Mike Leach, about a little something like this. Yes, I have to uh, go with Burrow, not just because they came out on top, but nobody really saw it coming quite to the magnitude that it did, and he was really a key part of that. You can hear the rest of the story 
at 627. So hang around. This is the best of the Joe show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I happen to be Dan Day. Holler at me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. You can also hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami this Monday. And you know with a Miami Monday comes a Miami artist. This is Mad Ching from Pompano, Florida. He is a Dominican American born artist. And this is his song Birkin Bag. Ooh, feeling good. That's from Motor Mouth Music Group. One more time, his name, Mad Ching Birkin Bag. Going to have some more of his music later on on this Miami Monday. Dan Lebetard, he's as Miami as they come. And any chance I get to put Mississippi coach Mike Leach on the radio, I do it because guy just speaks to me. Like I said, if I wasn't 5'10", 120 pounds, and I had eligibility left, and I could play football, I'd go play for Mike Leach. I don't want to be in Starkville, Mississippi, but that guy, he speaks to me. He's like my spirit animal. So they're going to talk to him. First, they're going to do some grief with the whole Kobe situation. Then they're going to talk to Mike Leach about his great victories, his values, and how they differ from the NFL, his love for Cuban coffee, and then Stugat's got everybody's favorite weekend observations. Again, our apologies as we try to figure out how to navigate a slalom course between morning and levity mike leach uh, we love talking to him about just anything that he wants to talk about uh, and we will get to the fun stuff with him in a second uh but mike thanks for joining us and i'm curious whether you feel like in your lifetime you've seen something like this outpouring i don't think we've seen much of it in sports but what can you compare the the grief that the sports world is feeling right now to previous times that we've ever felt like what we what we felt with the shock of yesterday well that's an awful deal you know uh uh, well first of all it's awful if it happens with anyone i think it gets magnified when it's a guy like kobe bryant and you know although sports isn't curing cancer i've always thought it's more important than a game and the reason i think it's more important than a game and the reason i think um there's the outpouring and the impact of uh kobe bryant's death is because you know, he he uplifted a whole bunch of people's lives in situations when they're down where they got to, you know, watch him uh, in the Lakers and his performances, give them a break from their everyday life, uh, uplift and bring people together. And so that's what's great about sports is it uplifts people when they're down. It creates confidence and vision on what people are capable of, and it gathers people together to celebrate uh, when they're happy. And I think like a lot of sports figures uh, in uh, sports in general, uh, it does that, and of course, he was at the pinnacle of his game. How often do you get emotional uh, with sports? I don't really en- envision you being uh, somebody overjoyed by victories, but am I being an idiot that way? Well, you're always moving on to the next one. Yeah, I do, and yes, it is emotional at times, especially when you see people achieve at a high level. Uh, one of the times that uh, that I reflect on that uh, has one of the biggest impacts on me is uh, I coached a 13-year-old all-star team. We played a team, uh, Cheyenne, that was utterly unbeatable, um, and just unbeatable. And they crushed everybody they played, and we scratched and clawed and found a way to uh, beat Cheyenne. Now we ended up losing to them in the finals, but that was a very close game. And both games, the one we won and the one we narrowly lost, I was extremely proud of our players because, you know, we um, 
played at as high a level as we could play, and uh, that's all you can ask. And you know, thinking about that performance, uh, you know, is uh, is a touching thing. Of course, everybody remembers. You know, we beat uh, number one Texas one time at Tech, and then of course Oregon at Game Day. You know, and all those were great things. And I'll tell you another thing I heard at the leading end of the show, um, talking about the Senior Bowl. And, um, and you know, and of course, uh, we played Justin Herbert, and he's a great player and all that. But I, I can't go without saying the most impressive performance in that game was Anthony Gordon, our quarterback at Washington State, who was in for four series, drove him in for three touchdowns, two touchdown passes, nine out of 12, and was the MVP for the North. And so... Um, I'm biased, obviously. He's my MVP, and I think the numbers back it up. Who does Mike Leach think is the number one pick from among Burrow and Tua and Herbert? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Both had, um, all of them had uh, impressive years. I need you to be sure, Mike. I need you to be sure. I need you to be. Maybe it's his guy. Those those guys value all kinds of things, and I find the NFL often values things uh, that I don't. And then, and not being not drafting anybody this year, they all had they all had uh, very good supporting cast. Uh, they all had very good supporting cast. They all uh, were a key part of their team. I guess I have to uh, go with Burrow, not just because they came out on top, but nobody really saw it coming quite to the magnitude that it did, and he was really a key part of that. Mike, what do you value that the NFL does not? Well, all the teams, I think, value different things. And then the other thing that's got to be understood is that um, a lot of those teams, the coaches aren't uh, doing the draft picking. Uh, scouts and GMs are, and sometimes the owners involved. So it's a mixed bag of who's picking what. Uh, the best quarterback is the one that does the best job of uh, getting all the parts synchronized and moving and elevating uh, the abilities of the players around them. And uh, that goes into my evaluation perhaps more than anything. And then, of course, there's other great players at other positions, too. So that all goes into the mix. I haven't researched it much uh the one thing I do know is you guys like noise on that show and noise makers, and you guys would definitely be remiss to not have a cowbell. And now they're putting sword handles on cowbells, and so that's a special edition thing. Wow. And you guys clearly need a cowbell there yes, that, uh, yes. that ought to ring in guests. So when we hang this thing up, uh, right. have your guy uh, uh, text me an address so we can send you a cowbell, and it does you no good to buy one. They have to be given to you. Do you, do you have one near you right now, or no? Well, he you, always does. No, I wish. I, I need to bring it with me in the vehicle. Okay. Like when we go into a house recruiting, we need to go, go in with that thing shaking and leave with it shaking. Why do you need to be given one? Why can't you just go buy one? Because. That's the tradition. That's just the way it is. You know, I mean, that's one of those things that I haven't heard exactly why. I got my friend Brad here that maybe answered that question. All right, let me ask Brad. Put, put, go ahead and put Brad on. The, uh, go ahead, it's, put Brad. One of, it's one of those things that's importantly capitalized in that's just the way it is. We can't talk uh, to Brad? Uh, we just ask him the question? You want to talk to Brad? Yeah, well, just yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Let's yeah. just ask all Brad. Right, here, hang on. Hang just on, real quick. On, all right, on. all right. Hold on a second. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. Hey, Brad. How <laughs> We've you doing? established that. We've established that. I mean, Brad, were you privy to the conversation? Why would someone have to gift that rather than just go buy one at the store? You know, that's a great question. I don't even know the exact answer other than everybody says that. That's the tradition. 
They say it's bad luck if you buy your own one. So, like I said, just send us your address. And we'll make sure we get you one because you right. can't go buy you, you can't buy one, or you'll have bad luck. All right, thank okay. you, Brad. Right, we appreciate it. I mean, Can you put Mike back on the phone, please? Thank you. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Thanks, Brad. It's, it's just like asking why you don't have bananas on a boat and why conch shells have to be placed outside. I mean. Some things, that's just the way it is. Yes, I think we yep. can all agree on that. Real quick, Mike, tell me the story. I didn't know any of those things. Tell me the story, Mike, of how it is that you discovered, when you discovered Cuban coffee. Okay, I discovered it before and just didn't know what I was getting into. There are several places down there in Key West, but my go-to is Cuban Coffee Queen, which is a little stand that has outstanding coladas. And on a day like today, which there's no Cuban coffee in sight up here in Tennessee, I could definitely <laughs> use a colada. And so what it is basically is uh, uh, double shots where they, uh, uh, you know, somehow they blend the sugar, the brown sugar with the uh, coffee in the perfect fashion that it's uh, foamy up top. And even though I don't care for the taste of coffee, that's as good as it can taste. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like grits. It'll jack you up and uh, carry you all day at least past lunch. Put it on the pole. Uh, Guillermo at Lebertard show. Did you know that grits jacked you up all day? Uh, do Do you have a Do you have a coffee machine? A Cuban coffee machine? Uh, no, I need to get one. Um, down there in Key West, you know, I uh, I just go down the street in Starkville, Mississippi. I'll have to get a Cuban coffee machine, and I wish I could remember the brand. It's the best brand. Um, Is it Bucci? Uh, you know, Is it Bucci? Well, Bucci's the one shot. Uh, uh, at least in Key West down there, if you, it, it, that has to do with the volume. Bucci's Cuban coffee, Colada's Cuban coffee, but um, uh, the way I understand it, Bucci's the, if you just get the little one-shot thing. All right, Mike, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Look forward to talking uh, to you guys. Uh, and Brad. And, and Brad. Brad yeah, We'd like to yeah, talk to Brad yeah, again tomorrow, yeah. too, okay? Uh, odds are high Brad will be around. We'll find <laughs> out. It's time for his two guys to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boys, too. Dan Martha Stewart is selling tortilla chips. Dan Marino selling slippers. Alvin Kamara pitching deodorant. The bus is selling rental cars. Dan, Super Bowl week is back. Dan, this Sunday, every time... A song is sung, a ball is snapped, a coin is tossed, a shot is blocked, a yard is gained, a yard is lost. I will either win or lose money. Dion Waiters blamed himself for being suspended. That clears it up. Everyone, stop your search for the other person to blame. Just so we are all clear, Dion Waiters is taking full responsibility for shoving cannabis into his own mouth. Sunday night is just the appetizer for a 10-week helping of XFL. Miami Beach parking garages, $127 per hour. Collision course. I mean, they are jacking them up around here. Gougers. So many gougers. Dan, you know what the M in Mahomes stands for? All the marbles. <laughs> Cameo alert. For $60, you can now get a customized message from you, Jackson. <laughs> I mean, who's going to pay that? Dan, you know what Andy Reid is one win away from? Cementing his legacy. Something for the things to ponder file. 
Will Alex Smith be rooting for the Chiefs? Will Alex Smith be rooting for the Niners? Mm. I just realized both of these franchises (laughs) made the Super Bowl because they moved on from Alex Smith. (laughs) I was wrong on that He's not watching the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Niners, the rare game where both the winner and loser go home. If the Niners win... You know what Bob Kraft will have waiting for him on his desk Monday morning? Courtesy of Bill Belichick? A big, warm, helping of I told you so. <laughs> James Harden was out with a thigh contusion he sustained while leaning into every defender on every shot. <laughs> Antonio Callaway, XFL, MVP, and then sixth NFL chance. Collision course. I'm not sure if he's here. And if he's not here, I'm not sure when he's getting here. But just so we're all on the same page, the Super Bowl does not start until the Radio (laughs) Row arrival of Jim Rome. Romy. A week full of media members talking behind other media members' backs. Collision course. Stugatz. Handshakes. With network execs in what will inevitably be a failed attempt at securing leverage the next time his contract is up. <laughs> Collision course. <laughs> uh, so, that? so true. So true. I, that, clearly weird. not you because that adverb, uh, whatever it was with the L-Y. The, <laughs> Which one is you, that? You got scared of it. Well, the, I don't the, know what the, an you, adverb you, you, is. You get... I mean, I mean I'd, I'd try the word again if I knew what an adverb is. <laughs> L-Y. Inevitably. Inevitably. There you go. Uh, Dan, you know what Nick Nurse can do? No. He can coach. Loses Leonard. He's like, <laughs> I, I feel so stupid. <laughs> I mean, of course. Like that's, of course, that's it's the, the answer. job title. Yeah, how could I not see that? How many guesses would it have taken for you to get that right? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Russell Wilson letting Drew Brees take his starting spot. In the Pro Bowl, Russell, the JJ, is strong in you. (laughs) Fries and a vanilla shake. What a treat. Hey, (laughs) it is. I mean, it is. It's a a treat. Agreed. Put it on the poll, uh, Guillermo. Fries and a vanilla shake. (laughs) A treat? Question mark. Hey, NHL All-Star Game. Here's a thought. Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. <laughs> and while we're at it, your playoffs. Fix it. Okay. Go one through eight. Canucks, Panthers, Lord Stanley, Collision Course, St. Louis Battlehawks, over under, just three and a half wins in the XFL this season. They are just giving money away. <laughs> Both teams running the shot clock down to 24 to honor Kobe Bryant. Goosebumps. Drew Brees gave a timeline of his retirement decision. Drew, do me a favor. Don't need a timeline. When you figure it out, let us know. (laughs) Lamar Jackson, Pro Bowl skills competition. Sheesh. (laughs) Woof. Yikes. Yeah. Disastrous. That's right. But then he won Pro Bowl MVP. Rick Pitino lasted longer than Bill Polian's vindication. Happy anniversary to the New York Jets, who on this day, 20 years ago, 
received a first-round pick from the Patriots for Bill Belichick. I hate them. Oof. By the way, the coach the Jets hired after Belichick was Al Groh. I hate them. Edge, returning at the Royal Rumble. Goosebumps. Drew McIntyre. Brock Lesnar. WrestleMania. Collision Course. Tiger. Great start to the slow 10-week journey to Augusta. In news, that was a shock to no one. And yes, this was an actual headline. Miami Lives nightclub owner. Stoked for Miami Super Bowl. That's right. Dan, those are the weekend observations. Like most of us here in South Florida, the Dan Lebetard Show having some fun this Super Bowl week. Up next, Huckman and Crowder. They are down on Super Bowl Radio Row. They are going to be celebrating the life of Kobe. Plus, it is a Miami Monday, so got some more Miami music for you next on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Please follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, where you can always step into the day spot, and you can always hashtag Miami Monday me, because Miami Monday, we tailor it a little extra Miami. So here is music from an artist from right up in Pompano, Mad Ching. The song is Arena. We're not talking about the American Airlines Arena. We're talking about that sand on the beach. Ah, Dominican-American music at its best from right here in South Florida. Matching Arena. Check him out. Support him. Show him some love, especially on this Miami Monday. Feeling good about that one, of course. Always feeling good with Hawk and Crowder, although today we had to kind of step aside from our craziness and our fun to say, Kobe, 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 and that Mamba mentality. We are live at Super Bowl headquarters on Miami Beach, and it is Hockman and Crowder and the Loco Hour, and uh, what obviously had uh, proved or or, uh, what obviously had promised to be a really fun and festive week leading up to the Super Bowl takes a little bit of a sad turn, a lot of bit of a sad turn after uh, yesterday's events with Kobe Bryant and uh, the news rocked everyone yesterday. It is still difficult to process. Crowder and I were talking about it before the show started, as I'm sure everyone, you know, spent all day yesterday uh, talking about it with friends and loved ones. I mean, it's just uh, he is Kobe was a cultural icon. Oh, yes. He was transcendent of sports. There are especially NBA wise mm-hmm. to me Kobe MJ LeBron and and probably Shaq like mm-hmm. four guys that you could say their first name and they were uh multi multi-talented global icons and Kobe was that but the thing about yeah. Kobe for me was and you and I were talking about it off the air um the dude seemed indestructible he was a killer and just the way he is, the way he was, the alpha male. That's just the, the that dominant. The mom. They call. It, they had a name for it. Mamba. Mamba <laughs> the mamba mentality. The mamba mentality, man. Every athlete that played and started playing played has been a part of sports in the last twenty years. Saw Kobe and took something from it. 
and it hit me, man. And then past that too, the father stuff, man. When I found out his uh, daughter was there, and I'm sitting there at dinner with my daughter, like it, I, I, it, it messed me up yesterday. It was a, uh, yeah, it was a hard day yeah. uh, for everybody. Uh, so obviously, we will talk about it today. Prevailing conversation uh, around here on Radio Row, and uh, certainly on Sports Talk Radio, and uh, every other media outlet on the planet. I mean, it was, I, I was, I was numb yesterday when I got the news. I was numb yesterday. I think a lot of people had the same feeling. Uh, uh, you and I were talking before the show. I, I saw the initial report on TMZ, was clicking on it, got the error message, and so I kept thinking, okay, this is this is a yeah. hack. Like, yeah. they, they yeah. got hacked. That's they, not funny. They took it down. It's not that's funny. My first, that's what I said. Didn't make, <laughs> come on now. This isn't funny. It's not funny and uh, yeah, yeah, ended up being true and just really difficult to comprehend. And the whole world... Whatever problems you're going through, the whole world at his hands, everything he wants, the resources to do anything, and it's not promised. Yeah. Like, I thought, really, last night at dinner, like, I told my daughter, come sit on my lap. Like, I was sitting there. She's six. Like, she can eat herself, but I just, it it, it, it got to me. The old tough guy thing, the hell with that. Kobe got to me. It. Uh, I saw on Twitter someone, I forget who was, but it essentially said, the randomness of this, don't, don't let this not get stuck in your brain. It doesn't matter, like you said, fame. Wealth, popularity, resources, the randomness of something like that can happen and will happen. And uh, and so, yeah, nothing is promised. You you have to, as cliche as it sounds, yeah. you've got to love every minute that you're doing something and probably try never to lose that uh, that vision. And the way we use vehicles, the way we both drove down here to Miami Convention Center, I've seen the reports now. They were talking about it now, you know, for two days. Kobe used helicopters like that. Kobe owned helicopters. That was his, pers- like, his personal on-staff pilot. Like, the way we use cars, he uses a helicopter throughout his entire career career for two decades and it was that one time that yep. one time it was too foggy and i'm sure a lot of more you know a lot porsche come yeah, out yeah we'll get so as we're riding down 95 as we're riding down the turnpike and just all that concept even the day coming here like i was looking around thinking about it we're like this could be your last drive yep. it really could and you just have to appreciate it and we said it before i think when you know Giancarlo, carlo you know jose, jose fernandez Finn. when he passed and you know, all like we talk about it man i hugged my kids tighter last night yep kobe made me just look at it look, made you look at things differently yep i was watching the news coverage of it after it was certain and then you know i called my, my kids 15 but uh i was telling you and, and and you guys know this like for a 15 year old boy who loves basketball the sound kobe was the soundtrack of a lot of his childhood because he and his friends they would whether it was a paper ball that they had wadded up shooting in a basket or whether they were playing basketball out in the backyard or whatever everything was kobe 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 and my kids got in his room a speech bubble that just says Kobe on it. It's over his bed. It's had it since his bar mitzvah. We had uh, speech bubbles at his bar mitzvah and he got to put in whatever speech bubble different phrases that meant a lot to him from his childhood because, you know, you get bar mitzvah, that's when you become an adult and whatever. And so there were different, you know, uh, 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 forgot my homework, whatever it was, like all the stuff. But one of the prevailing phrases that was yelled for his childhood childhood was Kobe and so I had a one word like you say it was word. A name it was an exclamation it meant it was, everything it meant more than just <laughs> his really first did. name it yes. really did so that was like so when I told him and then he was trying to do his homework but obviously he was watching on Twitter and whatever and then finally I just said hey come in here because I was watching ESPN and I said come in here and he laid on the couch with me and we just kind of watched it together but it was like for any parent that does sports with their kids it was surreal because like you said that Mamba mentality it, it, it was you know, he he would never be defeated. Like you, I, even yeah. even when you knew that the story was true, 
you were waiting for the tweet from him to say that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he lost games. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Kobe Bryant has left this world, and we will greatly miss him. Mamba mentality, though, lives on forever. That'll do it for the best of the Joe Show. Be back tomorrow night with a special long edition of the show at 6 o'clock before the Canes game. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.